Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm going to be flying solo here to break down an absolute freaking embarrassing spanking that the Bulls take at the hands of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, no idea what the final score is. Uh, it'll probably be over here halfway through the pod because I am starting early after Biombo hits a jumper in the middle of the lane uh, against just uh, who knows who was, who was even on the court at that point. But the Bulls are going to lose. The Bulls lost this game basically in the second quarter, and there was no chance uh, for them to come back. Suns are just a better team. Uh, no shame at all in me saying that. They are the best team in the NBA, but uh, even so. No Cam Johnson, no Jay Crowder, no Chris Paul, obviously, uh, for this game for the Suns. And the Bulls just uh, shot the bed. Uh, there's no other way to say it. They were just absolutely freaking terrible. Uh, not an enjoyable game to watch. And, uh, you know, uh, you've got the Suns over there, uh, as they are entitled to do, uh, gloating and, and having fun. And, uh, you know, it's infuriating. I'm sure that uh, people that were watching the game, you know, not uh, not too happy. <clears throat> with uh, with the results here and with um, just the effort level of your Chicago Bulls. But just uh, before we do get started, listeners, I want to take a moment to ask you to please go follow at EthosFantasyPK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyPK on Twitter. Go follow it now, please. And um, yeah, uh, fantasy pissed me off too because uh, yeah, I lost some all my head-to-head matchups. So Oh, it's been a rough, uh, rough week or so in uh, basketball world for uh, for Mr. Keith, but uh, it's all good, man. We will trudge on, and we will break this down for you. Um, let's start off. Let's do a thing. Let's do it a little bit differently. Let's start off with some uh, news and just a little bit of news around the league. Also, first of all, first and foremost, is uh, some injury news for the Chicago Bulls. Patrick Williams, potentially. Uh, what? What? Uh, how does it not exist? How is that possible? I just <laughs> this is. Oh, no, this isn't going to work, is it? Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I saw Patrick Williams would return Monday or uh, Tuesday. I don't know if that's right. Monday or, yeah, Monday or Tuesday, we have a back-to-back. So um, there's a possibility there that uh, the that Patrick Williams would return on that day. Um, that's according to Cody Westerlund uh, of the – I'm not even sure. Uh, but anyways – to Cody Westerland on, on Twitter. Uh, so, you know, we, we are going to get some reinforcements here. The Cavalry is arriving. Uh, Patrick Williams would be a nice get for us. Um, should help with some things, you know, should help with some rim protection, should help with, uh, you know, defense and, and rotations and, and off-ball defense and uh, shot-making ability from beyond the arc. Um, you know, does, is it going to move the needle that much that uh, after what we saw tonight, we can, you know, feel rest assured that we're going to be uh, absolutely uh, amazing and, and great. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't, you know, it's not, uh, we really need Lonzo ball. And even so I, I just don't, uh, I'm so down on these bulls right now that uh, it's tough for me to say that, uh, you know, Patrick Williams returning is going to be a godsend for us. Uh, Cody Westerland is a sports editor of 670 The Score. I'm just an idiot was pressing the wrong thing. Uh, it's possible Patrick Williams' wrist could play Monday or Tuesday, and that was according to Billy Donovan uh, is where that came from, so straight from the horse's mouth there. A uh, little update here on Lonzo Ball, which is not so good. Uh, Lonzo Ball uh, has not responded in rehab, according to Billy Donovan. Here is the direct quote. He has not been able to do anything full speed. Anytime we get him close to that, there's discomfort. So I think there's they are probably going – going to probably at least look at, you know, do you back off and let him rest for a little bit and see if that helps. Um, 
uh, he's definitely emphasizing that it's not a setback, which is a little odd. Um, here's here's some more from Billy Donovan. I haven't had that where they said that. Billy Donovan said, I think everybody was optimistic that he could get back and play, but there's no question with the current situation with him not being able to do things physically that he needs to do on the court. He's not even at that place. If he keeps going on and on, that would not be great. But he's made some stride. He strides. He just hasn't made significant enough strides where we can keep pushing him. So uh, not, not looking good, man. Um, I know the original timeline we were given was six to eight weeks for Alonzo Ball. Um, not exactly sure where that puts us, but I know we were uh, looking at possibly the, the front end of that. Uh, at this point, though, he might even miss the back end of that. And we're, we're coming close to the end of the season, man. The Bulls have uh, 12 games left, I believe. If I'm uh, not mistaken, let's see, we played... Um, 49-69, so that'd be 13 games. 13 games uh, remaining here. Oh, they probably they haven't counted this loss. So, yeah, 12 games remaining because uh, this game is still technically going on, uh, even though it's not even a freaking basketball game. So I, I'm just going to ignore it. But, uh, yeah, we, we do have some more games, uh, 12 more games here. And I don't know, man, maybe Lonzo makes it back for, like, the last half dozen. Best case scenario at this point. Um... Not looking great. I hate to pile on the bad news for you Bulls fans, but there you have it. Around the league, though, um, some good some good stuff, some bad stuff. The Cavs did beat the Nuggets in OT, uh, so that was a little bit impressive there. The Cavs are uh, getting big wins while the Bulls are, are faltering, so uh, just more stuff to infuriate you. I'm sorry. Uh, Nets barely beat the Portland Trailblazers, which is, uh, you know, I, again, I'm not afraid of the Nets. I think... Uh, with Kevin Durant on the floor and Kyrie, they didn't have Kyrie tonight, obviously, because um, they're home. But with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the floor, they can probably beat anybody in any single game. I don't think I'd favor them over the Bulls, though. I really don't. Even though I'm like as low on this, as I can be on the Bulls this season, I uh, I'm not scared of them. So there you have it, um, Boston. Beat the mess out of Sacramento, as you should. They won tonight, and uh, obviously that, that stings a little bit because the Bulls just lost that Sacramento Kings team. Uh, Sacramento Kings did not have De'Aaron Fox tonight, but uh, even so, 126-97 to was the end score of that game. So the Celtics are going to uh, jump the Bulls if they haven't already, as they have already. So they are going to hang on to the fourth seed here in the Eastern Conference, and the Bulls are going to maintain the fifth seed, but uh, they're going to be... Uh, I think one game ahead of the sixth seed in the Cavaliers. So, yeah, that's not good. Uh, Toronto, luckily, this is the good one. Lose. They lose in overtime to the Los Angeles Lakers on a Russell Westbrook buzzer beater three, which uh, is just insanity. I don't think anyone would have called that. Uh, so that's a bit of good luck there. So, hey, uh, you know, little little uh, ray of sunshine you know, coming through our dark clouds here. And thank you, Russell Westbrook, for, uh, you know, at least staving off the uh, Raptors a little bit for us. I mean, we really don't want to fall to seventh and be in the play-in. We want to stay in the top six for sure. Uh, would love, love, love to stay in the top five. I, I don't think – I just don't see the Bulls jumping any of the Celtics, uh, Sixers, Bucks, or Heat. Um, just, just don't think that's going to happen, guys. I'm sorry. So uh, fifth, I think, is best-case scenario here. Want to stay out of that plane at this point. That's like our goal. Um, probably want to stay out of sixth because then we end up uh, playing off against the Sixers or the Bucks. 
And um, yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> I'm not into either of those matchups personally. So here's hoping. Here's hoping. Um, so some observations here, just looking at the Phoenix Suns, uh, you know, impressive basketball team. Let me say that when they're not playing the Bulls, I love to watch them. They are a lot of fun. They move the basketball. Their offense is just so spread out and everybody on the floor is a weapon. Uh, oh my God. You know what really pissed me off, but I'm sure if I wasn't the, against the Bulls, I would have been like, huh, that's interesting campaign with like some ugly AF, uh, step back three pointers, just one dribble. And then just like fading away, like sideways, he shoots it sideways almost. Uh, three-pointers that uh, just went in. And, you know, obviously his next bowl um, was terrible with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I know that there are rumors out there that there was a Bulls scout that had said that he doesn't belong in the league, uh, something along those lines. You can look it up. And campaign has responded by being a very, very integral part of the uh, Phoenix Suns and what they do uh, in winning basketball. So he can score at will. Uh, which is just kind of crazy uh, how far he's come since he was with the Bulls. Because I'll tell you, I watched the guy play plenty <laughs> being a Bulls fan, and uh, he never showed any of that uh, offensive upside that he's had here. I know he had a good season or half a season with the OKC Thunder, and after that he was just absolutely dreadful for three years and then uh, was out of the league, I believe, for a year or two, and then uh, made his comeback, and now he's uh, now he's great. So there you go. Um, three freaking offensive rebounds on the same possession in the first quarter, like within the first five minutes. And it was the same possession that results in a Devin Booker three. Uh, just a Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, you play good defense on the first possession. You force a miss. And then you just can't come up with the ball. I mean, that's the, you have to finish it through. That's, that's the end result there. You have to change the possession. If you don't do that, there's no point. You just wasted all that energy. And I'm sure they're frustrated too. I'm sure the Bulls are frustrated too. I'm, you know, there was a lot of uh, frustration showing on the Bulls, you know, bodily in which time it was, um, it, it was like that, you know, even though we were somewhat close, I mean, we were only down, I don't know, 15 to 20 points in that third quarter, but like it was just over just because based on the way that we were moving on the floor, based on the way that we were complaining at the referees, oh my God, just like constantly, and, and, and you know, whatever. I mean, you can you can nitpick all you want. I mean, you know, there are no calls, there are calls, there. You know, I think both teams could have probably complained tonight. I didn't think it was like egregious to the point where the Bulls are gonna stop playing the basketball game and freaking go talk to the refs every time play and beg for fouls. Like this, it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Go out there and play the freaking game, man. Vucevic, Vucevic does a dumb, stupid foul on DeAndre Ayton after a technical foul where he didn't even really get hit that badly. Not on that play, at least. I mean, he might have been hit on other plays, and that's just built up. But it, that's just that's just a total loss of your mental capacity. That's just totally not helping anything. That's way more frustrating than just losing, is, is losing in that fashion where we're complaining where we're not getting anything and, and, and we're not getting anything because 
we're just having mental lapses. I mean, there were several times when when the Suns would come out of a timeout or off a of, uh, dead ball, and just one quick motion and get an open shot. And they, they do it against other teams too. It's not just the Bulls. But if you want to beat this team, you got to stop doing crap like that. <laughs> you can't give them freebies, man. You cannot. You got to make everything difficult. And the Bulls didn't do that. Everything was uh, exceedingly easy for the Chicago, uh, for the uh, Phoenix Suns tonight. Yeah, that's rough. That's uh, that's real tough. Speaking of rough, I lost uh, all my uh, Thrive Fantasy stuff tonight, too, by like a couple points. That's really, really frustrating, too. But uh, we do have a new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up a Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players have the most points. Win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos TFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was very active on the on the boards. Uh, so, you know, we're talking about like, them getting a lot of offensive rebounds. Uh, even though the Bulls would get some of those rebounds, he got a hand on them, and the Bulls had to, like, tip them away. And then it became a 50-50 ball. So even when Ayton was – so this is, like, what we're talking about, you know, affecting the game and not necessarily getting in the box score. Like, Ayton was still doing that. Like, he was uh, – Battling on the boards to the point where the Bulls didn't have a guaranteed rebound ever, pretty much. It was always like touch and go. So um, I did, uh, on the bright side, I did like what I saw out of Kobe White. Kobe White was aggressive on the offensive end. He came in looking to shoot, had his shoot and shoots on. Uh, had a couple of really, really good uh, you know sequences in the second quarter. Uh, just feeling himself, caught a catch and shoot three in transition. Then he had a step back from the mid-range. Uh, I think he had like uh, six or eight points right in the row there. And, uh, you know, good stuff from Kobe White. Uh, let's see. He ended up with, um, I think the game is finally over. We have a final score, 102 to 129. Lost by 27 points. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Kobe White was 5 of 11 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. Ended up with 14 points. Uh, only played 25 minutes. Of course, that fourth quarter blowout. Everyone got pulled basically six minutes left. Uh, which is what cost me my Thrive Fantasy stuff. So thanks a lot, Bulls, for sucking it up and costing me money on top of just plain sucking ass. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, anyways, one assist for Kobe and no turnovers, so that's nice uh, not to have any turnovers. I thought he played well. I thought he brought exactly what he had to bring. So liked what I saw like Kobe. Um, <coughs> Vooch uh, got in his own head tonight, man. Uh Good numbers, 16 points, 8 of 16 from the field. Only seven rebounds. Uh, three of them offensive, which is a little new. He usually doesn't grab a lot of offensive rebounds. But, yeah, we can't just get seven rebounds out of Vooch. It's just not, you know. And, and, and it's hard because with rebounds, there's some variance there because the ball has to bounce to you or in your vicinity for you to get it. I mean, you're going to have a lot of dump up and down with that stat. But... Yeah, seven's just exceedingly low for, for Vooch. A couple steals, one turnover, just one personal foul. Uh, Zach Levine, DeMar, uh, terrible tonight. I you know Give the Suns credit. They played great defense, especially with DeMar. Uh, again, we, we continue to see teams, as soon as DeMar begins to make his move, they send that second defender over and get the ball out of his hands, and the Bulls are just a failing, absolutely failing and crapping the bed when it comes to capitalizing on that. Um, 
like to do when I'm not so angry and I'm not doing a post game. It's not 20 minutes after, uh, you know, watching some terrible, terrible Bulls basketball. I'd like to actually sit down and look at that again and uh, and explain to you guys what exactly is happening that has made DeMar uh, less, you know, look human over the last three, four games because teams are defending him differently. They are uh, giving him that that uh, attention that MVPs get, and uh, the Bulls need to adjust and have other people step up and get in the spots where the defenders are leaving and score the basketball. Plain and simple. Didn't happen. Uh, 6 of 14 from the field for DeMar. 1 of 7 from the field for Zach Levine. 7 of 8 from the line for DeMar. 10 of 12 from the line for Zach. Uh, they combined for 31 points. Yep, 31 points. Uh, DeMar only got two assists, even though he was getting double. So think about that. Uh, two turnovers for DeMar. And two turnovers for Zach also. Nine assists for Zach, though, so that's nice. Um, yeah, yeah, didn't 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 like majority of what I saw out of those guys. I did like, I think it was the third quarter when Zach was just forcing the issue and uh, getting to the line, uh, forcing the officials to call the foul. He wasn't complaining to the refs as much. He was just doing it with, with his basketball skills. He was getting to the rim and, uh, you know, forcing them to make a call. Which uh, I enjoyed. I, I you know, I, I think it was maybe Trey that mentioned on the last show. He was like, you know, I don't like when Zach's doing that. And he can do that in a bad way where he's like just totally out of control. But tonight I felt like he was out of he was in control. But uh, for the most part, though, not not a great game for Zach. Um, Caruso, I liked what I saw that at the end of the second there. He had a couple lockdown uh, defensive efforts on Devin Booker, uh, two in a row. And but I do think that uh, you know when we're looking at the offensive side, I know. Trey and I were talking about how he was going to be helpful as a connective playmaker, I think is what Trey terms it. And um, no, it, not tonight. No, it was, he was bad. It was not good. It was not a good uh, offensive night for Caruso. I felt like there was a lot of uh, errant passes. Yeah, maybe it's him just still getting acclimated after being out for so long. But decision-making wasn't the best. Three of seven from the field for Caruso. He only had a turnover. He had three personal fouls, eight points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal. I'm not gonna I mean like he's not the one that has the most blame by any means, but a little concerning to me. Uh 61 points is what the Bulls give up in the first half. 61. And they give up 70 plus in the previous game in the second half. So 130, 140-ish points. Over the last, you know, at halftime, over the last game that they had played, that's how many points they had given up. At what point do you stop and think like, hey, we need to fix this. We are just a revolving door on defense. I don't know. I hope it's soon. Um... Yeah, I, that's that's really all I got for you guys, though. That's, you know, um, Bulls look frustrated. Bulls looked slower than the competition. They looked less skilled. Definitely less sharp. The, the, sin, the Suns were sharp. Every move that their team made on the offensive end had purpose. Every move. And when they weren't moving with purpose, they were standing in the corner, making space. Which, you know, that's not the most fun thing in the world, but 
when you're on the Phoenix Suns, you know that your turn's coming. I mean, even JaVale McGee's getting getting buckets, man. Um, what he end up with? He ended up with 12 points, 404 shooting, seven rebounds, hit a mid-range jumper. You can go up and down the roster. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people that scored in double figures and one that scored nine points as well. Aaron Holiday at the end of the game there almost got 10 as well. So seven guys in double figures uh, compared to the Bulls, who had uh, one, two, three, four, five. Five guys in double figures. And there's not nearly as much. Like, the distribution's way out of whack there, too. Like, like DeRozan had 19, and then Tristan Thompson had 11. Whereas uh, the Suns had a guy with 11, they had McKellen Birch's 11, they had Tory Craig with 14, they had Campaign with 15, they had Javel McGree with 12, they had Landry Shamit with 14. So lots of, uh, you know, even distribution, getting the ball. Um, assists, 23 assists for the Suns opposed to 20 for the Bulls. Um, that seemed way worse than <laughs> what I just read there. It seemed like the Bulls had no assists at all. Zach had most of them. He had nine, um, but I, I honestly couldn't couldn't tell you. I didn't notice it. It wasn't something I noticed. <clears throat> so, if you're angry, you're not alone, Bulls fans. You are not alone. It is. Uh, it was a upsetting loss, especially if you stayed up late to watch it, like I did. But the good news is there are twelve more games, and the Bulls. Can always turn this thing around. They got the Raptors on Monday, uh, followed by the Bucks on Tuesday. That's a back-to-back -back there. Um, that back-to-back -back second half against the Bucks might be just as rough as this one, so just be aware of that. Um, but we need to win that game against the Raptors. Absolutely need to win that game against the Raptors. They have not been playing super great as of late. They had a good stretch, uh, I don't know, about a month and a half ago. And in the last two, three, four weeks, they've been faltering. Bulls need to win that game. Then they got the Pelicans, which they need to win as well. And the Cavaliers, they need to win that game too. Need to. Bulls need to go three and one in the next four to turn this thing around. And if they can do that, then they've got the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers. Three very winnable games as well. They could go six and one. And take that L against the Bucks. I mean, I would love to see the Bulls be smart here. Go get that win in against the Raptors. You just have to get it. Not even going to entertain the thought of not getting it. Sit people against the Bucks. It's a back-to-back. -back. Sit Zach Levine, for the love of freaking Christ. Dude is not playing 100%, obviously. I know I've said the opposite on this program. And um, I do think, you know, he's 85 90%. And that's still a Zach Levine that's good enough to to bring what you need to bring to win basketball games. But there's no point in putting him out there against the Bucks on a back, a second half of back to back. Um, I would sit Zach Levine and and Vooch, or or make Vooch go out there. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, Vooch doesn't. It's not like he's playing in a way that taxes his knees uh, the way that, you know, Levine does. He's not taking as much abuse to his body as DeRozan does. Sometimes he does in the in, in the rebounds and, and, you know, down there. But um, so, yeah, sit all three. Who cares? Let it go. 
We are looking to, to, win, to win the fifth seed now. Get smart and win the games you're supposed to win, man. Freaking win it. So upset about that Kings loss. Oh, my gosh. After that Heat game, we got the uh, Bucks, Celtics, Hornets, and T-Wolves. That's three out of four of those games are pretty tough. So, this next stretch of seven, eight games, uh, most crucial of the season. Bulls need to be on the winning side, preferably strongly on the winning side. Um, Bulls are sitting on a 41-win season right now. 41 wins. If they can go... Um, what did I say? Seven and one? That's seven wins. 48 wins. You make 50 wins possible there in that last four-game stretch. But uh, it takes winning the games you have to win. You got to do it. And we knew this. We've been, we talked about this, guys. We talked about this stretch of basketball was going to be rough. I thought the Bulls played well against Jess. Relatively well. We had a pretty good breakdown of it. You know, it is what it is. Bulls play like absolute crap, crap against the Kings. They play like absolute crap against the Suns. The Cavs play like, like absolute craps against us. I don't think the Bulls played a particularly good game, but we won that game. So it's it's a pass, sure. Uh, Bulls beat the Pistons just barely. So it is what it is. I uh, thought the Bulls played the Sixers well also. So we haven't... Uh, Bulls played the Bucks really well on, on March 4th. So, you know, we haven't played... We haven't played our best basketball. We've played bad basketball. We've gotten wins against the you know people like the, the Pistons and the Cavs. We need to play better, better basketball in this next stretch of eight games, seven, eight games. It's got to happen. Uh, but that's going to do it for me, man. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at BSBPKeith, and you can follow me there. Um, before I go, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to have deposit match bonuses there as well. Follow the show, guys, at Eat Those Bulls. And until next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.